Hanukkah, Hanukkah, come light the menorah. That's all I know. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out, episode 409. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. I am one of your hosts, Dave, and I am alongside here with Brandon. You should go check out all of our past episodes, MarkingOut.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. Make sure you go buy some t-shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Also, go give us a like on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at MarkingOut, at BTTG161, at DaveTheRave underscore MO, and at Chris Weendog. Unfortunately, Chris is unable to uh, record with us this week. And also, while I'm promoting things, go check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash MarkingOut11. Send us an email. Why not? MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. Hey, Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, you know. Right off the bat, happy Hanukkah to uh, our fellow Jewish listeners, those who celebrate. Yeah, happy Hanukkah. I hope everybody's uh, lighting the menorah and spe- uh, spinning the dreidel. I see I see that Conan is, is kind of Jewish, which yeah, surprised that's what- me. You were uh, informing us. Would you like to inform the... Uh... Well, I, I was... Somebody told me that... Uh, that he was a telenovela, not a telenovela star, but he was on telenovelas. So I was looking him up and trying to see if I could find, like, episodes of him on there. And then I went to the, the Wikipedia page, and I, I think, like, his the person that married his mother was Jewish. Interesting. So I don't know if he was, like, raised in, like, somewhat of a Jewish household or anything mm-hmm. like that. I don't know. I couldn't find hmm. any more information on it. I feel like growing up, the only person in wrestling that you knew was Jewish was like Goldberg, and and Raven. Yeah, and Raven. But like, even let me get back to because his last name was even like it, it's Ashenoff. Uh huh. Like that's the the dude's last name was Ashenoff. That 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 Conan grew up with as a last name. Uh huh. So I don't know. I thought that was interesting. I think I have to I have to think before saying his name because I want to say Conan. Conan. Yeah, Conan. Bow wow wow, Jibi Joe. Conan. Arriba la raza all day, every day. Imagine Conan now doing that. Conan yeah. as Conan. Uh huh. So, <laughs> so how was nice. how was your week? It's been great you know no complaints everything is going as they should and how about your week it was good yeah went to the mall oh what did you get at the mall brandon nothing but uh i was i was expecting it to be a lot more crowded than it was Mm -hmm. but it wasn't i don't even remember the last time i went to the mall down here yeah i really don't it's like walking through roosevelt field it's like i don't even know that place anymore though (laughs) <laughs> it really isn't. There's like all these like high end stores and stuff now. It makes no sense. Yeah, last time I went there, I walked by the food court, 
And I was just like, wow, this is really, really weird. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think I've been back. My friend needed uh, needed new shoes, and I was like, "Oh, there's a Payless in the basement. Go to go to Roosevelt Field. There's no Payless. They got rid of it. Yeah, just like Lint's chocolate. Where did you go? Eh. Why are you gone? <laughs> what do you mean? Eh? They used to give you nah. samples every time you walked in. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is very true. Yeah. Also, I'm a, a little disappointed. I don't think Steiner Sports is doing their free signings and gifts gimmick this year. Nah, where, like last Steiner year, sports. yeah, but like last year, I got to meet LT for free. That's true. All I had to do was buy a uh, a picture to have signed, which I made myself for like two dollars. Mm-hmm. So you were able to go with your picture and still get it signed, or did you still no, have to buy? It was, no, it was literally a free sign, and you could have had any one item signed. People were, were bringing footballs. That's People pretty were cool. Bringing, uh, giant eight by tens. Well, that wouldn't be an eight by ten. <laughs> I, w- I would wouldn't mind trying to go to one of those. Yeah, but I don't think they're doing them this year, which is kind of disappointing. Yeah, Steiner is such a rip off gimmick. I uh, well, the price right now they... right now they're actually selling. Uh, you could buy any three baseballs from a list for just ninety nine dollars, and uh, it was it was pretty interesting. Not that they had like what, what do you mean? Names. Is it three for ninety nine? Yeah. But they were, it was, you had to get it from a specific list. I know Ron Guidry was on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget who else, but... Send me the list. I'm curious to see who's on there. I mean, three balls for $99, $33 a pop isn't bad. Let's see. Uh, you got an imperfect Kurt Schilling ball that's normally sold for 200 bucks. Huh? So if you buy that as part of the deal, it's just 99 It's part of the $99. Yeah, so it's 33 yeah, Daryl Strawberry, uh-huh. normally eighty bucks. Uh, Chance Adams. Uh, let's not, see. Not familiar with Chance. Uh, Lenny Dykstra. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mookie. Ah, uh, Mookie. Yeah, it's not. It's not like it's not a terrible deal. Bill Buckner. There you I go. left tickets for Bill Buckner, but he couldn't bend down to pick him up. How about it? <laughs> yes, how about it? It's like if you're if you're a baseball fan, it's definitely. I mean, it's a small list, and it's growing smaller by the day. But mm-hmm. oh, it's like one per. No, it's just they're getting out. They're selling out of them. Oh, that's that's cool. I gotta definitely look at that list. Yeah, so we got a, a good amount of wrestling news to talk about this week. Yeah. Good amount of wrestling news. Un- uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. This, this past week, Dynamite Kid passed away uh, at age 60, just turned it on his birthday. I, yeah, and then... And it's, then a, uh, it's a rare thing that somebody passes away on their birthday. Yeah, and the day after, uh, Larry the Axe Hennig passed away. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, the father of Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig, the grandfather of Curtis Axel, aged 82. Yeah, very, uh, just unfortunate, and it's never, it's always just awful when someone that, uh, in the pro wrestling world does pass on, um. And I think both of them should definitely be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, Mm mm-hmm. That's that's for sure. Um, all right. Also, some news coming out of this week. Ring of Honor. They signed a contract with 
PCO. Or flip that. <laughs> flip that and reverse that. PCO signed a contract with the Ring of Honor. Yeah, we could flip that and reverse it. And same goes with Brody King. Uh, did you? I mean, I have to assume you did. Did you watch the video of PCO signing his contract? No, I haven't had a oh, chance wow. yet. Okay. No, I haven't he, had a chance uh, yet. He cuts himself open and signs it in blood. <laughs> he definitely would do that. <laughs> um, like so, I'm here's hoping to see them in April. You know what, PCO. So Brody King, we've been both of them. We've been following for a little bit of time. PCO actually followed us uh, before all of this, before his, I guess, PCO explosion. Yeah, he followed us, and it was kind of random. We were like. PCO, who's wait? Oh, it's is one Pierre of the Carl like, Yeah, it was just like wow, this is such a throwback. Okay, and I get. Yeah, we'll follow. We'll follow back, and then he started to do the promos, and we're like, wow, this is not the PCO that we once knew in WWF. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because yeah. like, uh, I guess when they kind of announced that the New Japan show with Ring of Honor for April, uh-huh. I was like maybe PCO can do like a double duty thing where he does Janela's spring break. And then like, I mean, come on, maybe ring of honor could just like kind of book him. And I I think everybody like Chris and you might've been like, Oh no, there's no way. There's no way. And then (laughs) PCO PCO gets signed by ring of honor. You know, I, I, I would have never thought it, but you know, ring of honor is cash. I would have never thought of that either. You know, Especially PCO, at his age. What, he's almost, what is he, in his 50s? Yeah, I, I think PCO, there's no denying, PCO is having the best 2018. Yeah. I, I think that from... He's 50 years old. He turns, 50, of, he turns 51 December 30th. Yeah, his his first big match was uh, Janela, right? This year. Or uh, no, was it last year? It was... It was, mm, was it this past April? No, because this past so. April it was last faced, year. It was last year because this past April, I think he was uh, in another match last year. Then last yeah. year he was against this, his. Uh, this Sasuke. year he fought. He fought Walter. Yeah. Okay. So last year, but even even still, he made one heck of a name for himself. Got everybody talking about him. Even Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, which is still one of the funniest clips <laughs> I've ever heard. Yeah, and then Brody King is another is a, a younger wrestler who has really started to make a name for himself. Where I was talking about him on the podcast a lot, and saying that this guy, he's once he starts to travel out of California, he's going to get really big. And I, I think I'm confident to say the same with most of these guys coming out of Santino Bros, uh, like Tyler, Tyler Blackman. Um, uh, Tyler Bateman, Tyler sorry. Bate. <laughs> yeah, for, <laughs> for some reason, my mind crossed over to Tyler Black. Well, we were speaking about Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But like Eli Everfly and all that stuff. So, I mean, once a lot of these wrestlers starts the, to uh, travel out, and I think the same could be said with a lot of wrestlers on the East Coast. Once they kind of branch off into that West Coast territory, I feel like it's only a matter of time until they get – uh, more bookings, you know. It's it. I think it's weird how somehow, like sometimes, like look how long it took Joey Janela to get over to like PWG. Yeah. So I think it's weird that it's like, 
I feel like independent wrestling should be like a, a both coast sort of thing. Like both coasts should be taking people from either side. I know. I, I, I understand that it's a travel fair and stuff like that. And it's difficult at times, but I think that it's, it's so beneficial to get the traveling out there. I mean, MJF was one of the guys that really started to travel quite often. Maybe, maybe just, territories, just as, maybe territories wasn't so bad. You know, I mean, MJF traveled just as much as Joey Ryan uh, over the past few years. You know, Joey Ryan's booked almost every every weekend. So usually like sometimes Thursday, Friday and Saturday. And then sometimes during the weekend, MJF had a similar schedule. I mean, there's some of these wrestlers on the East Coast that are really fighting to get their names out there. And it's really, really awesome to see that same thing with the West Coast. But very cool stuff. Um, Cody Rhodes and JBL. JBL uh, may have tossed back one too many the other night. I think this this literally happened as soon as we finished recording the yeah, podcast but I mean, last week. Yeah, we it probably would have taken us a little bit to find out anyways because he still blocked us. So, <laughs> which I still have no idea why. I put him on the list with White Barrett because like the last well because literally the last tweet from us to JBL was a compliment. Yeah. The only person that I could understand blocking us is Honky Tonk Man. And that's borderline. <laughs> <laughs> and that's borderline. Um, well, I mean, to be fair, I, I I don't know if it was from my account or marking out, but I asked him when the next time he'll be wrestling in a parking lot with us. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, I don't know. He just rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. So, uh, there, there's a lot of people that haven't blocked us where I'm like, can you? <laughs> but... Yeah. Yeah. So JBL tweeted out some things that he probably shouldn't have, uh, which still doesn't make sense. He blamed on he blamed it on it being his birthday, aka alcohol. Well, yeah, as as well as alcohol, and uh, I believe he said a football team. Mm -hmm. But he basically in the tweets said he would. What was it? He wanted to kill Cody Rhodes. I, uh, something like that. Something about it even brought up Dusty Rhodes' name. And I, it was just so random. Yeah. Like, it was just random. Like, J, why is JBL going after Cody? I don't know. Maybe he's like, I don't know. Maybe he's pissed that Cody is all has all these rumors around him. With, Jelly. Uh, with starting a new promotion. Peanut, butter, and Jelly. Where, uh, where they have the the backing of maybe a a football team owner's son. What if it's all at work and uh, JBL is after actually a an investor, a commissioner? Yeah, <laughs> he's the general manager. Yeah, JBL's going all in. Who knows? Also, is there going to be a sequel? Is there going to be a second all in show? We I haven't like, heard anything about it. I feel it like that was teased on. I was. I feel like that was teased on. Uh, being the elite, but I'm not positive. Yeah, I mean they've teased it a long time ago, but uh, things that I am positive about <laughs> is uh, Roderick Strong. See, it almost seemed like he booked himself into these matches, but he will be partaking in both Evolve shows uh, coming up. In Queens, he's taking on Fabian Eichner, the uh, Evolve champion. 
as well as Austin Theory. That match was scheduled to be one-on-one. -on -one. Now it's a, a three-way dance. And then when he's at the NYWC Sportatorium, he's going to be facing off against Darby Allen. That, I, I really want to see that match specifically. Allen? Yeah. Yeah, I think Allen versus him is going to be a good match. Yeah, um, so maybe uh, maybe Roddy wins the Evolve Championship. Maybe he doesn't. I know also in the uh, since Impact Wrestling put a stop uh, against the the match with LAX. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's been announced that if one of the Street Profits pin the champion in that match. Uh, whatever I, I the WWN champion I think mm -hmm. then they become champion huh um but, but the other way around they would lose the tag team titles gotcha yeah All but right. either way I believe they're booked on both shows regardless which is one pro wrestling com slash marking out of winner win or lose yeah I still gotta figure out if I'm gonna buy a ticket to one of these events yeah, definitely well, tempted to. You're definitely out, right? Well, I mean, if you go to the one at the Sportatorium, I'd be more mm -hmm. inclined to go. And why not the Woodside? I just, I don't like the seating there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on the border. I mean, you want to see Darby Allen versus Roddy. Yeah, I think that the card at the NYWC Sportatorium is going to be better. I think it looks better, too. Yeah, for sure. No, no offense to Evolve. <laughs> no, none taken, none taken. Uh, something but. interesting here is that HBO is apparently producing a documentary about Kenny Omega that is slated for a 2019 release, which would mark uh, the second professional wrestling documentary that HBO has released. The first, obviously, being Andre the Giant. Which was really good. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing this documentary. Kenny's been in the business for, what, like 18 years maybe? Yeah, so probably, maybe even longer. Maybe longer, I'm not sure. Yeah. And definitely made a big name for himself by basically, I mean, he left WWE and kept turning them down. I believe. Mm hmm And made a huge name for himself in Japan. Yeah. That's, he's, you know, he's a game changer. Yeah. He really is. Uh, Vince McMahon held a press conference in regards to the XFL. Uh, they announced the cities and stadiums where the, uh, follow, the teams are going to be playing. So you have Dallas playing at Globe Life Park in Arlington. Um. Do we want to say the size? We don't well, have to. The, the whole thing is, I'll, say, I'll save it. After. Well, okay, so the seating capacity for, for that stadium is 48,000. Mm -hmm. They have Houston getting their own team at the TDECU Stadium. I believe that's where the, uh, the, the University of Texas plays. I believe they got 40,000 seats. In, in Los Angeles, you have the StubHub Center at 30,000 seats. The biggest one, of course, is MetLife Stadium. New York has a team, uh, 82,000 seats, almost uh, 83,000. 
You got St. Louis, the Dome at America Center, 66,965. You have Seattle, CenturyLink Field, 69,000. Uh, Tampa, Raymond James Stadium, 75,000. Washington, D.C. Uh, at uh, Audi Field, 20,000. So it's weird that it like fluctuates from so many, like it goes from 20,000 seats to 82,000 seats. Yeah. I don't know if it's it kind of I'm kind of annoyed with Arlington. I think I'm going to automatically choose to root against Dallas. Why? I mean, because the fact that they didn't just add one more seat to go to that five mark. It's an even number. Yeah, but everything else is a zero or a five. You, I mean, they, they had to go with a four. I don't know. I don't, you could have fit one uh, more seat. That. Mm. I don't know if that if that stadium was the one with the seating, uh, the standing room only. Oh, yeah. Well, MetLife, I think that it's going to gross a good amount of money. It's going to be interesting to see how this, uh, yeah, what right. This now, all entails. Right now, they they're they're having. Uh, they announced the first date would be. I think it was uh, February eighth, the day after the Super Bowl in twenty twenty. I'm I'm shocked that this is happening so quickly. Well, I, I mean, mean February is right, yeah, February's right around the corner. Yeah, that's 2019, though. Yeah, that's right around the corner. So it's a year it's, after that. What do you mean? It's not 2020. Oh, it's 2020. I thought that it was 2019. Every time I, I even they, said 2020. Oh, I didn't hear you say 2020. So... Um, you could go on to the XFL's website and put down a $50 deposit for season tickets. It doesn't actually say how much season tickets are, so you'd be dumb to... Put a deposit <laughs> on something you don't know. Yeah, like it could be like $50,000 or something for a thing. And you get a non, non-refundable non deposit or something. Yeah. It's definitely not going to be 50000 but... Well, imagine, actually, I, imagine I can't if they do something that. like that. I can't say that it won't be, yeah. Yeah, imagine if they do something like that. I could. I mean, like they would probably bring in a lot of money, a lot of revenue with just alone doing that. I think it's also funny there. Uh, you could go there and uh, buy merch for your for your team, your team, mm-hmm. your nameless team. So it's like XFL New York or whatever, and it's the uh, the same website WWE Shop uses to do the customized T-shirts. It's the same yeah. layout, same format. Same sizes, same colors, etc. So, if you want to get a uh, a city with an XFL shirt, you could go to their website and and shop. I'm definitely going to have to uh, support New York. I think. Yeah, and of course they use the WWE tactics in their video to uh, introduce the stadium and everything because they show everything, the hustle and bustle of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. But then they cut to, oh, MetLife Stadium, New York. And it's like, well... <laughs> like yeah. WrestleMania, WrestleMania's next year. It's like everything's Manhattan. But it's in Brooklyn and it's in... <laughs> and it's in the Meadowlands. Yeah. East Rutherford. Uh, what can you do? You know? Um, but, but something that I think is really smart. Year, yeah. Yeah, really smart business move. WWE changed the dates of the WWE Hall of Fame and NXT TakeOver in April. Which, like, 
I'm ecstatic over. Because I was so disappointed because, I mean, I went to NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. One, two, three, and four. And I really wanted to go to the fifth one. But Ring of Honor and New Japan announced that show. And I'm like, well, how could I not? Like, how could I miss Madison Square Garden history? Your clock is fast. And wrestling history. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, your clock is fast by two minutes. That's You should fix that. Well. You know, just saying. After this (laughs) podcast, you may want to fix that. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, so I'm happy that they changed it. The only thing that I'm confused about is Triple H and everybody else tweeting out NXT TakeOver New York rather than Brooklyn Five. Like, why wouldn't it just, why, how could it not be Brooklyn Five if it's taking place in the same venue? Yeah. Just because the date is different doesn't mean that it's not the fifth installment. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't like that. I don't want it to be like, oh, here's a brand new takeover. Uh-huh. I want Brooklyn Five. Uh, yeah, I I understand your gimmick deal. Like, I if, get it. If, if you wanted it to be, like, NXT TakeOver New York, hello, Madison Square Garden. Nah. NXT TakeOver Queens, hello, City Field. Uh-huh. Something else. I don't understand. Why would you, why would you change the name? Doesn't make sense to me, but. Yeah, no, I totally, I understand that. Yeah. That would, that would annoy me too, but it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> that would annoy me too, but it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, that's Sentences. how it works. But, uh, yeah, so we'll we'll take a quick break right now, and when we come back, we'll talk about some WWE sports entertainment, and we'll be right back here on Marking Out. Hey, guys, Jason David Frank, and you are listening to Marking Out. It's morphin' time. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out episode 409. Let's giddy up and move on to some sports entertainment with some WWE Monday Night Nitro. Monday Night Raw kicked off with a 10-bell salute to President George H.W. Bush. He also passed away this week. Uh, they were in Texas. They did a ten bell salute. Yeah, very, uh, very sad news for, in that. Uh, did uh, you see any of the, uh, the funeral? funeral? Uh, just bits and pieces of it. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Like when you, especially when you see like the former presidents and current president all sitting together and stuff. It's, it, it's a historic moment, really. I, I don't remember them doing this though. Like in in my childhood or early life, for any other president, who else would it be for? Well, um, Ronald Reagan mm-hmm. in two thousand six, and Gerald Ford, I think it was. I mean, oh, yeah, Gerald! It's... No, Gerald Ford was two thousand six, and Ronald Reagan was in 04. Yeah, uh, I mean. In this one, you had like Jimmy Carter, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama. Uh, well, yeah, they're the living George presidents. Bush, and then Donald Trump. Yeah, they're the only um, living presidents. Yeah, and George George H W Bush was the uh, president when I was born. Mm-hmm. If that's not dating myself, 
Yeah, so I, I think it was fitting. Uh, they closed down the uh, stock market and um, to pay respect and everything like that. So yeah, they kicked off. Wednesday with, was a national day of mourning. Yeah, so they kicked off with that ten bell salute, um, and as always, the show went on. Yeah, and it opened up uh, officially starting wrestling wise with Ronda Rousey, and it was supposed to be a tag team match uh, where she would team up with Natalya to take on Nia Jackson Tamina, but that didn't happen because the Riot Squad came out. Uh, which, by the way, during Nia Jax's entrance, kind of made Tamina look weak. When has... Yeah. Because Nia Jax comes out and then turns around and, like, oh, like, waves out Tamina. Like, why is she second fiddle? She's supposed to be right up there with Nia Jax, I thought. I... I she just falls to the wayside. Always. I... Very, I'm very confused with Tamina and her placement in the WWE. They try to make it into a big deal when she made her return, and then it's kind of like just wayside. Yeah, so uh, the five of them teamed up to beat up Ronda Rousey and Natalia. I mean, uh, it was it was just a, a total beatdown. I mean, you had Riot Squad cause the distraction, and then it, it's weird. I feel like Natalia. I'm call, I called it a few weeks ago. Natalia's going to turn on Ronda Rousey because she's going to get tired of getting beaten up by just by being associated with Ronda Rousey. Yeah, she's, now now she finds herself in a table match against Ruby Riot at TLC. Yeah, uh, hopefully then, uh, Ruby Riot goes over on that one. Yeah, and then later on, uh, Ronda Rousey yelled at Alexa Bliss about the Riot Squad, and she said, "I'm going to." going to take care of them i'm going to find you a partner and she goes you've done enough brother i'm going to find myself a partner and like hello the only other person that was available that wasn't in a storyline or on the roster i should say the only other woman that's on the roster was ember moon so i don't know where ronda rousey where else she would have possibly looked for a partner i don't think she's a good seeker I think that there's a lot of people to choose from, and for some reason, she no, just... there was nobody else. You know, NXT. Well, you can't really call out somebody <laughs> from NXT and be like, oh, hey, by the way... Hey, brother, I need you, your help. Can you fly to Texas, even though you're in Florida right now? Yeah. I mean, is it is it doable? Is what doable? Getting from Florida to Texas in, in what, two hours? Oh. Maybe... Maybe if you sent the uh, WWE jet or something. I don't know. But uh, uh, moving on from that, Alexa Bliss held another one of those open forums. Which I thought it bombed last week and I thought it bombed this week as well. Yeah, I'm kind of confused as to why they went back to that. Um, I, although I have to say that if, if, I, if this was honestly, truly real, I don't expect anyone to have asked anything other than will you go out with me alexa will you go out with me sasha will you go out with me bailey there's what no way i don't expect a fan to ask anything other than that i don't oh. know maybe i'm just like i don't know i just i don't trust the live mic audience yeah but it, it leads to they were like oh what is this gonna be like another setup and she goes no i i spoke to them However, Mickey James, Dana Brooke, and Alicia Fox tried to run in 
and Alexa Bliss set up a tag team match and kind of like throwing Dana Brooke to the to the wayside. She goes, "Oh, by the way, if you want, you could stay out here." Yeah, you're not really necessary out here, but by all means, stick around if you want. So uh, Bailey and Sasha teamed up to actually uh, defeat Alicia Fox and Mickey, Mickey James. And uh, the match didn't end when I thought it was going to. Why? When did you think it was going to end? When Sasha Banks had uh, Alicia Fox in the in the bank statement. I thought okay. Alicia Fox was going to tap, but Mickey James really came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting her to bring oh. it up. Oh, yeah, no, I was surprised at that too. And then later on in that match, when uh, I think Mickey James pinned Sasha Banks, Bailey came out of nowhere and broke it up. And I, I like that. Yeah. So it was a decent tag team match. It just it followed a terrible open forum segment that I will probably continue next week. Yeah, I mean, the match ended good with the backstabber into the belly uh, belly to Bailey suplex. Bailey to belly. Is it the other way around? I yeah. always do that. Unless you're WWE 2K. Bailey to belly. Okay. Bailey to belly. Yeah. All right. So alphabetical order. Right. So, uh, next up, you had a Lucha House Rules match. But, I mean, the Revival are totally getting uh, ribbed on this one. Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder, they made their way to the ring. And Scott Dawson's like, you know what? This is going to be a singles match because you guys are not comprehending that what a singles match is. And we're going to teach you a lesson. I'm going to teach you a lesson. This is a really good singles match. Yeah, I thought it was a really good promo. And then what I liked the most was they got into the ring. They're ready to go. And the ring announcer announces, this is a Lucha, Le- uh, Lucha House Rules match. and Which I they, thought was funny. I thought it was great. The, the crowd popped for that. And Lucha House Party kind of ce- celebrated while the Revival were all pissed off. I thought it was funny. And it was a good match. Clearly a handicap match, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> entertaining though. But yeah, yeah, I enjoyed this match. Uh, up next, you had Baron Corbin. Oh, oh. wait, did, what's the deal with like Corbin? Since you just said, what's the deal with Corbin and this Lucha House Rules match? Like, who's on? Who is Lucha House Rules paying off to keep on allowing this match to take place and like de- declare that? <sighs> This match isn't singles. That is Lucha House Rules. Yeah, I don't know. What kind of a pull do they have going on? I have no idea. (laughs) But Baron Corbin held a a celebration for Drew McIntyre. That sounded just like him. No, that's not a Drew McIntyre impression. Can you do his impression? Uh, mm, I don't know. I'm I'm Drew McIntyre. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Does that sound like Drew McIntyre? Yeah, why not? Keep on talking yeah, like that. I can't. But uh, uh, yeah. So but, Drew McIntyre appreciation night, as he deserves it. Baron Corbin presents to him a gold medal, which um, is hilarious. I, I tweeted out. I was like, "Is WWE Shop going to sell replicas of that on their website?" They could. I mean, he's oh, no one's buying he, that. Come on. I know he has taken out like the top faces in the company, at least on Raw. Yeah, but uh, not alone. No, not, not alone. alone. And Dolph Ziggler came out to mention that. You didn't do this by yourself. Yes, I did. Now that's just Owen. I, well, kind of. <laughs> but no, McIntyre basically saying that he used Dolph Ziggler. 
And then it went to went to fisticuffs. They brawled. And then uh, Baron Corbin set up a match. Yeah. Which Dolph Ziggler won. Ziggs picking up the Vic. Wasn't expecting that at all. And especially because no. McIntyre controlled most of the match. Yeah. I was uh, definitely surprised by it. It was a good match too. Yeah, the one the one thing that screwed McIntyre was him tossing Ziggler back into the ring into the referee. I like that spot a lot. I, I don't think I've ever seen a spot like that. I legit I thought it was legit. What? I yeah, when it first happened, I thought it was a I thought legit the referee got in the way. Oh. It, it, yeah, so it, I, I don't think I've ever got, seen a, a, a distraction of the referee spot like that, where it's like, oh, he gets accidentally bumped or whatever. Yeah, I really thought that it was a legit spot, where once that happened, I was just like, oh, that was weird that the referee was in the way on that. And then it came to the conclusion where it worked in. I was just like, oh. Yeah, because in that spot when the referee was distracted, Finn Balor came out of nowhere oh, yeah. and hit a giant dropkick to Drew McIntyre into the barricade. McIntyre barely makes the 10 count back into the ring, which the crowd was counting uh, an interval ahead of the referee. Yeah. He's got, um, his, he's got his hand up for nine. He counts 10. I was like, oh, okay, McIntyre <laughs> lost. And then he gets back in the ring. I'm like, wait, what? So that, that yeah. threw me. But, uh, but, but yeah, good. As, soon as, as soon as McIntyre got back in the ring, boom, zigzag. And, and I really enjoyed the... I liked everything leading up to this. I liked their promo back and forth. I thought McIntyre was great on the mic. But do you like the fact that this was the first time Drew McIntyre lost a singles match since coming back to WWE? Wow. Wow. Although they said said pin or submission, so I don't know. I think that um, I'm okay with that. I mean, he has to lose at some point. And with what that built up with Ziggler and the... Uh, how he brought him up to the ro- he brought him up to the roster and stuff like that. I'm I'm cool with it. I I think it fits into the storyline really well. Uh, so Elias performed up next, only to be cut off by Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush. Lashley, of course, doing his famous poses. I don't get the Lashley gluteal. Uh, I, I don't get it either. I like I don't know who thinks that's funny. It'll backstage. always be a Kurt Hawkins thing to me. Yeah, I um, <laughs> yeah. But, but Elias whole... Elias went after them, uh, got beat down a little bit, but then he got the upper hand, chased Lashley off, and Balor again out of nowhere tosses Leo Rush up onto the stage, and yeah, Elias hits him with the on. guitar. Yeah. Um. Good segment. Uh, and then next... uh, after that. Jinder Mahal backstage offered up his services to Baron Corbin to take out uh, Finn Balor. So he sets up that match. And uh, oddly enough, I don't know why this happened, but Corbin also spoke with Heath Slater and Rhino and said there's only room for one of them on Monday Night Raw. And Mm -hmm. he booked a one-versus-one match. One-on-one? That was weird that I said one-versus-one. A little bit. So in any sense, uh, after that you had uh, you had um, actually earlier in the night Bobby Roode and Chad Gable wanted a rematch against Authors of Pain because they were distracted. Bobby Roode claimed he was distracted from uh, from Drake Maverick, 
Mm-hmm. And and he gave and Corbin gave him that opportunity. He uh, he gave him. He said that uh, Gable and and Authors of Pain are banned from ringside. And it was a one-on-one match. And if he beats Drake Maverick, then he'll get the opportunity to face AOP for the tag team titles again. Mm-hmm. And during the match, authors I, of pain I do. I like show, that the match actually started up. Yeah, so the, the match starts, and they then they showed uh, Authors of Pain beating up Chad Gable. Just total beatdown backstage. And Corbin says, oh, I forgot to tell you, it's a three-on-two handicap match. Yeah, then Gabe, he, he's like, you, you better hurry up out there. So uh, Gable's like laying down all beaten up. What just doesn't make sense to me is how Bobby Roode wasn't able to finish. the. It's Drake Maverick. How was he not able to end the match in the time it took for AOP to come out? Well, let's not forget, I mean, Drake Maverick, he's... He has that uh, wrestling background, yeah, too. Yeah, but he, he wasn't doing he anything. He was not doing anything. <laughs> no, of course. So but authors, I, I, authors of Pain come out, and everybody's beating right, down on right, Bobby right, Roode. Right, after, right as he was pinning him with a glorious DDT. Yeah, everyone's beating up Bobby Roode. Maverick never tagged out. Authors of Pain were never really the legal member in the match, but mm-hmm. somehow... They were able to tag in and out. It should, to me that should have been a DQ. AOP didn't adhere to the rules. Lucha House rules, dude. No, that that's not a Lucha House rules. Lucha House, you still have to tag in and out. Do you? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they've tagged in and out every single time they've been in the ring. Well, you know, if this was any other match, it would have been like we've seen it so many times where right away they jump into the ring. And then they call for a D. Oh, what happened with um, the Wyatt family? I think that's happened with a few times. But even still, this match no. was dumb. Yeah, Gable I, I... eventually made his way out. I thought it was gonna like, oh, he's gonna make the the save or whatever and, and win it for the team. But they took him out, and then they hit that double power bomb spot. I'm still fine with the entire. Ass- I'm fine no, with this match. The, no, just for the fact that authors of pain weren't disqualified for not tagging in and out. They didn't. They ref didn't do the one, two, three, four, five count. It, I, I was, like it. it. Just that I, they made no sense. I like that's not. I like, a, that's not a wrestling match. You don't adhere to the rules. That doesn't make sense to me. How I did like they? The, how were they the, the legal members of the match when they never tagged out to Drake Maverick? I like that, this. That's dumb. Was. That is dumb. I like the storyline wise. I'm just I'm not more. Saying, curious. I'm not saying the storyline is bad. Well, I'm just kind of still curious with where this is going, though. Yeah, again, this, it's Monday Night Raw. WWE hasn't really made sense much. Yeah, I, I tweeted out. I was like, honestly, NXT should just they should just literally air NXT and 205 Live on television, cancel Raw and SmackDown, have only just only pay per views for them, and have a takeovers as normal. Because it seems as if the only thing that good with Raw and SmackDown are the pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. The, the weekly product on television isn't so great. Sure, we'll get a match here and there that's like good. But I don't know. The storyline, the, the stories aren't good. Past two weeks, I've been entertained by Monday Night Raw with the I Corbin's cabinet. Not been. I, I've been a fan of the storylines. Well, I mean, I've been intrigued with Balor, with Balor helping people out. But overall, yeah. Monday Night Raw and SmackDown aren't great. 
I'll agree on SmackDown, but Monday Night Raw, I think it's been better than what it used to be. I mean, after this, you had a super weird segment. Dean Ambrose came out looking like a 70s pimp or whatever in a gas mask. And then just like with, with sirens. I like this. Air raid sirens. <laughs> Dude, this was I, so stupid. I was a huge fan of this. I thought I, this was so dumb. He's speaking into his... Like, who are you, Kenny? I like this a lot. I was, I actually was not by the TV, but I heard the sirens and I was just like, wait, what's that? And then I went to the TV and I saw you had the gas, the gas mask men uh, outside. Then you had, it goes into Dean Ambrose theme song. And then Dean Ambrose cut a, a, I thought Dean Ambrose cut a good promo in the ring. I and I liked how it led into the brawl with Seth yeah. Seth Rollins. But and that, what else that, is new? What else is new with this? Dean Ambrose gets facial, the upper hand. What else is that new? Fa- that facial shot with the mask that actually looked like it hurt. But what else is new? It's always Ambrose getting the upper hand. For now. No, it's Dude. been like this for weeks. Slow build. It's not a slow build. It's the really? same thing over and over and over again. That's not a yeah, slow just, build. That's slow repetition. Build. That's, that's, that's dumb. I, I, the best that could be said about so much in WWE, but I, I actually enjoyed this segment. I like the promo. Speaking of dumb, Nia Jax cut a promo backstage afterwards. That's when they found out Ember Moon, like for whatever reason, they didn't make it a surprise, and they were like, "Oh, she tweeted it out on social media." Like Ember Moon would have even been a surprise because she's literally the only woman not in the storyline. Yeah. So she's cutting a promo on Ember Moon. Moves on to Ronda Rousey and yells as loud as possible, which almost blows out my speaker. Almost right? blows out everything. What was the what was the point of that? It was absurd. I didn't really understand the point of that either. I was watching it and once she yelled, I was just like, did she just blow out uh, something with the mic? Like it sounded like it just picked up something that I've never heard yeah. it pick up before. I'm like, why would you do that? I didn't get it either. I I'm happy that you brought that up because if you didn't, I would have never mentioned that. But that stuck out, that stuck out to me, and I was going to text you about that too when it happened. I'm like, no, nah, he probably is thinking the same thing that I am thinking, and that was just uh, confusing. Yeah, uh, moving uh, on to things that are stupid and confusing and disappointing. Yeah, Heath Slater picked up a victory over Rhino. I can't believe I'm hearing you agree. But... <laughs> I know, right? I mean, but this I'm, entire show in disagreement, but I, yeah, no. I, I know. With this specific storyline in general, I can't believe you. I feel like you've been like all for splitting them up in the past, I, but I could swear we had this angle already. Well, that's didn't, the, didn't Kurt Angle say, "Hey, we only have room for one of you," and then yeah, it was, and like, it was like to fire them up or whatever. Pretty positive. One of them turned on each other in the a battle royal or something a long time ago. Maybe Rhino well, eliminating Slater. Rhino was teaching him ECW stuff. Yeah, but even still, it, it's very confusing. Why this now? Yeah, I don't get it. And, and so, so Heath Slater picks up the victory. Rhino gets fired. What and... do you think? Hold on. What do you think about that that victory? A minute and five second victory over Rhino. ECW. I'm gonna ECW legend. What do you think about him picking up a quick roll up victory, uh, schoolboy victory like that? I don't know. Um, it's not, I, I mean, it's just this it's confusing. Monday Night, it's Monday Night Raw. It's WWE. It was confusing. 
And then it led to a backstage segment where Heath Slater was talking to Baron Corbin. Yeah, is there uh, anything I can do to get Rhino his job back? No, and that's that's it for Rhino. But he says, introduces Heath Slater to his new job position. Yeah. By the way, you're not returning to Monday Night Raw as a pro wrestler. Here's the referee outfit. Thoughts? What do you think? If If this isn't more than an angle... And, like, this is an actual transition from wrestler to referee. It's going to be difficult for me to see that. Like, it's not difficult. When you watch, like, um, like Drake. Yeah. To go from CZW to WWE as a referee. Or Danny E from, from the independents to WWE. Huh? For me, it's like, oh, yeah, that clicks. It makes sense, like, to see them as referees. But, like, if they started out in WWE as referees and then, like, because I haven't seen that before. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to, like, transition over. You know, I once they did this, at first I was like, ah, oh, dang it, why are they doing this? And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I guess I could work with this. I mean, you could go in so many different directions. As you mentioned, it could be storyline with Slater, or it could be a legit transition. And both, I'm not I'm not going to shy away from. I mean, realistically, they're not use, using Slater to his potential right now. And I don't think that they will, period. What if he's uh, a comeback kid, though? He like does a year of refereeing or something, and then all of a sudden he gets pushed by the, the WWE Universal Champion or something? Exactly. And then There's, the next I, thing you know, Heath Slater is the universal champion? I mean, on the other hand, it's airtime for Slater. I mean, even if he's referee, I'm if he's going to do it, I, I say, let's do it. I'm a fan of it. I'm definitely, I'm a fan of it. Uh, next uh, up, you had Finn Balor picking up the victory over Jinder Mahal. Talking about things... Uh, that were disappointing. Yeah, and uh, and then backstage you had Drew McIntyre just beat the ever-loving crap out of Finn Balor. Yeah, uh, this match left. I, I wasn't Raw, again. Balor. I'm saying Raw did not have a strong ending to it. You had Ember Moon teaming up with Ronda Rousey to defeat Nia Jax and Tamina. Wasn't a good main event. Storyline wise, I've been a fan of Raw. Match wise. I could go halfway. Where's where's your storyline here? What's your favorite part about the main event storyline? The main event storyline? What, the Tamina stuff? Yeah. Okay. Well, for me, storyline-wise, I like the entire Riot Squad aspect, and I also like the aspect of the build with... Because uh, I'm really putting my money behind Natalia turning on Ronda, and this is only adding to all of that. Uh, the Nia Jax, Tamina stuff, I don't care for. But I really do like the Baron Corbin taking advantage. I really do like Alexa Bliss in charge, even though that segment stunk. Um, and I really like the Elias concert. I like the McIntyre appreciation. I like the entire AOP stuff. And I like the Heath Slater um, and the uh, Dean Ambrose. So there was a lot that I did enjoy. Um, main event, Ember Moon and Ronda Rousey. Picked up the victory over Nia Jackson Tamina. We just discussed that. Oh, I didn't realize that you had anything else. I thought that you had more to say no, in there. No, because it wasn't good. Okay. 
Uh, on to some SmackDown. Kicking off with Paige here. Yeah. Uh, Paige, we are going to have a TLC contract signing. First, she com- uh, has Asuka come out. Then Charlotte Flair, followed by the man, Becky Lynch. Yeah, Becky um, owned the mic and then left. I like that. I Especially because the rumors are that Becky Lynch isn't cleared for action. Um, so for her to s- speak her mind and everything and then get out and walk away, it, you clear up the ring for any altercations. Which that's, I mean, that's going to suck if she loses the title. And I if know. she loses it's, the title, it better be Asuka. I, I agree Char- with that. Again, but this, it makes no sense that Charlotte's in this match. I agree. I do like that. She lost that at Survivor Series. She lost at Evolution. Why does yeah. she get this? Why does she get this match? I concur. I can understand I do if like... it's like, oh, she, Charlotte was the only person to get a, a point for SmackDown at Survivor Series, but she lost. I have a feeling that the only reason why there's three people is because Becky well, Flair, yeah, uh, Becky, if, Flair. If Becky Lynch, Lynch, they don't injured or whatever. Who knows? Yeah, they don't think that she'll be able to be too involved. Uh, but I like that Absolution came out again, even though that's not their name. But yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, why I'll, I'll always call them that. Yeah, I really like that because of this entire Becky Lynch thing, uh, the unfortunate injury and stuff. I think Absolution has been the peop- the two wrestlers that have really risen uh since that injury announcement because the two of them have been doing for the past two or three weeks they've been really prominent yeah and Paige set up a tag team match which they won they picked up the victory over charlotte flair and oscar yeah flair, um, flair ended up kicking oscar during the match which uh was probably her mistaking uh oscar and mandy rose because mandy rose was just up on the apron you know, but it, it, and led, you it had, led to Oscar fighting back. And you had Oscar and Flair uh, during that entire contract signing. They were really going at it. And Oscar was reminding Charlotte Flair that she lost uh, to Becky Lynch already. Um, Which Flair reminding Oscar that she pinned her at WrestleMania. Yeah. Or made her so, submit. I forget which. I I like that little build to it all. It was a submission. Yeah, I like that build to it all. And I like that Rosen DeVille picked up the victory here. Next up, you had a triple threat match. Jey Uso picking up the victory over Cesaro and Xavier Woods. Um, big thing that happened in the match was that Cesaro swing with Woods on his back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a cool spot. And I don't know if you saw this, but Sheamus. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, he put out a little, I don't know what they call yeah, it. Sheamus, Sheamus when, uh, when he's ringside for matches, he like Instagrams it and tweets it and stuff or whatever. Uh-huh. So I think that's cool. Like, they'll take a selfie or whatever. But you've been making this claim, or not even a claim. Yeah, no, but it's a claim. There been... are only three teams no, on No, no, but, you, but it's even... not really a claim. It's it's more of a fact that you've... It's the truth, yeah. That, yeah, it's not really a claim. It's not a hypothesis. There are no it's other tag fact. teams on SmackDown that, that's being used. They're just using these three same ones over and over again. The yeah. match is fun to watch, but your division is more than the Usos, New Day, and The Bar. And then they have a triple threat match at at, uh, at TLC for the titles. Because there are no other tag teams. The club, uh-huh. Cologne, Sanity. So. I mean, I wish that they would put Sanity in this. I don't know why. I really don't know why they're not using Sanity to any potential. 
Maybe again they're waiting for Nikki Cross to be finished with NXT. I don't know. It makes you wonder because they, they like called Sanity up for no reason. Yeah, That's very I mean, apparent. but I could only imagine they pulled Sanity up to clear up the the uh, the road for like War Raiders yeah. and stuff like that because uh, they didn't want to have any altercations with the two of them on NXT. But I think that it was an early call up. But you just mentioned a few tag teams that could easily be thrown into this instead of giving us the three same tag teams over and over. Yeah. Um, next up, you had Rusev backstage with Lana uh, cutting a promo on Nakamura with that attack that took place earlier la- earlier uh, last week. Um, yeah, but it didn't like they didn't they didn't say when a match was going to happen between them or. No, can only imagine pre-show for TLC. I, TLC feels like there's like 700 matches announced for it, which is not good. Because I'm pretty sure they have the finals of the mixed match challenge happening at TLC as well. Uh huh. So I don't know. Let let me see how many matches are actually. There's 10 matches announced already. It's not gonna go well, Brandon. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. I I don't I think it's gonna be uh it's gonna tire out the crowd. Um uh, next up you had Miz TV. Uh Miz is out there cutting his promo. Which, by Wait. the way, earlier in the night when Miz went to question Shane McMahon as to why he's hosting Miz TV with Daniel Bryan as a guest, um he ended up saying that he needs to focus on him and Shane being tag team so they could be champions. Yeah. I'm I'm still firmly behind that happening. Really? A hundred percent. There's no not. tag team division at this point. Yeah, no. They, they could cool be a, they could be a, a reset. Uh huh. But yeah, so Miz had Miz TV with Daniel Bryan, but before that even happened. Our truth and Car- and Carmella came out and had a random dance break, which I thought was funny. But yeah, uh, that was a random part of there, but funny too. Uh, but Daniel Bryan cut an awesome promo here. Yeah, and basically agreed with Miz about, I mean, about Miz being right all along, and and everything that Miz has done to to get where he is 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 the actual right way to do things. And, and it, it it was weird though. Daniel Bryan cut a promo about the environment and and stuff like that, and got people to boo. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that's like the if you, I mean, do you want people to boo the environment and animals and stuff? I don't know. I I don't know, but I was a fan of this. I I like the way that I it was really good. I like the way that uh, the Miz went about this. I like the way that everything kind of switched around on it. Um, well, where Miz still he was like playing heel. Yeah, he was playing heel, but I like how he was like playing up Daniel Bryan as to like the Miz was right the entire time. Yeah, and AJ Styles cool. Styles came out, brawled with uh, with Daniel Bryan. Miz joined in, and uh, that set up Miz versus AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Up next, unfortunately, Randy Orton defeated Jeff Hardy. Why this happened, I have no idea. Samoa Joe appeared on the screen, though, at a bar, which caused a distraction. And Then he goes into cutting a a PSA. Yeah, and then after after Jeff lost, he cut another 
promo, which was, I thought it was dumb during the match. I thought it was dumb after the match. The match itself was dumb. It's like, oh, we're going to reignite this feud. It's like, are you kidding me? (laughs) What do you mean reignite the feud? You're giving us nothing but Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy. Stop. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And then just like that, SmackDown was over. You had one match. You had one match left after that. It felt like absolutely nothing happened on SmackDown. You had AJ Styles picking up the victory over Miz, Daniel Bryan, fantastic on commentary. Agreed. Uh, and then the big takeaway from this is afterwards, as soon as AJ Styles won, Daniel Bryan got in the ring, beat him up. I think the new Daniel Bryan is great. I like the fact that he's doing interviews and saying. Uh, he hopes Birdie grows up to kick everybody in their groin. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. And <laughs> I, I liked how. Hilarious. Yeah, I really liked how he. Like, are they going to come out with shirts that say fickle? Yeah, I don't know. How many times I, also, have, I don't know. Fickle on it? Like, I was going to say, I don't know. Yeah, that was a lot of times. But I, right? I don't know if the uh, the shirt that he was wearing, it was like a tree heart. Yeah, it looked, in, it looked like a cool shirt. A heart tree, yeah. I don't know if that's like uh, an already established shirt or something that, um, yeah, well, in, an already established shirt is what I was going to say. Yeah. Because if, I, it, I, if it's not and it's like an actual like des- designed t-shirt for him, like I, I think that could potentially sell a lot of shirts. But I have a feeling it's probably a... I I agree with you, and I think that it's it is a cool shirt. Like I have a feeling it's already a shirt that that um. It's selling. been made by someone. Yeah. yeah. No, I I I agree. It is definitely cool though. Um. Yeah. So that was SmackDown. Mm, hey Dave. Yeah. Got any shameless, shameless plugs. plugs? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Shameless plugs. Make sure you go check out Jordan Oliver, uh, up and coming wrestler, making a name for himself. Go give him a follow on Twitter at the Jordan Oliver, and book him JordanXOliver at gmail.com. Also, go visit his Pro Wrestling Tees store, ProWrestlingTees.com/slash Jordan T Come. Also, make sure you go check out. Santa Claus is coming to brawl, and he's bringing KM and Falaba. Uh, this book you can go find on Amazon, and it features Kevin Matthews, KM, and Fala uh, from Impact Wrestling. So I don't think you can get any cooler than that, that they're actually in a feature in a, chi- a children's book. Yeah, no pun intended, but I definitely pop for it. Yeah. Um <laughs> So very cool. So make sure you go to Amazon, go buy the book. I believe at the current time they're not shipping yet, but you should go purchase it and yeah, I have fun reading it. I think it's temporary out of stock right now. All right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, but you should definitely go purchase it on Amazon.com. Go support all of them. I was going to say, I think it's on Barnes & Noble too. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing uh, KM put it out there right now that they're rushing to restock so everyone could get reached. Uh, so make sure you go buy that book. But I don't see it on Barnes & Noble. Amazon? Oh. 
Also, last but not least, make sure you go visit the major uh, the major wrestling figure podcast holiday toy drive. Going to be taking place in Hicksville, New York, at the Creative Pro Wrestling um, Academy. Uh, uh, Creative Pro Wrestling, and they're going to be putting it on. The last time that you can drop off stuff is December 11th. And you can also drop it off at their event December 8th in Limbrook, New York. Um, yeah, bring brand new toys, figures, rings, championship titles, anything you can think of, and drop it off. Uh, anything else to add to that? Uh, you could buy through Ringside Collectibles and just use Creative Pro's address, and it'll void yeah. out the shipping. And Yeah, so there, there you go. You can buy straight from there, and they'll ship directly to there. Um, also on the 11th, uh, Zack Ryder, Hawkins, and Hornswoggle are, are going to be there. So drop yeah, off the toy. You, yeah, if you bring a bring a toy, you get free autographs. There I you go. It. Sounds like a good deal to me. Right? Is that that's a deal? I believe so. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, free autograph and photo ops when you donate brand new yeah. wrestling toys. Hey, why not? That seems like a good deal. Hey, brand. Oh no. It's Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. It's Daddy's match of the week. Yeah, if you weren't listening to her, Chris is here. Yep, that's me. I refer to myself as... Get down, Daddy. All right, you want to get down? All right, it's Chris. I'm here. It's time for my match of the week uh, this week. As last week comes from NXT, it was Matt Riddle against the debuting Punishment Martinez. Very hard-hitting match. Very quick match, but still, it, it I thought it was fantastic. I sat there in bed last night as I was drifting off slowly but surely into Dreamland and watched that, and I was like, wow, this is fantastic, and this is my match of the week. And let's kick it back to the studio to Brandon and who he is shouting out. Shalom, Jay Silver here, and you're about to listen to my favorite part of the show, Brandon Shalom's. Oh, I mean Brandon shoutouts. First shoutout is going to Jason David Frank, uh, also known as the Green Ranger, the White Ranger, a bunch of other Power Rangers. But he was backstage at Monday Night Raw this week, and they did an interview with him. And I, I guess I just wasn't expecting it. I thought it was cool. Uh, and he was like, he was telling which. WWE superstars would make the best Power Rangers. Uh-huh. So he like Paige, the Bellas, Finn Balor, Xavier Woods, etc. Uh, but next up goes to Hootie and the Blowfish because they announced a reunion tour uh, with Bare Naked Ladies, to me, unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they're going to be playing at Madison Square Garden. I got myself a ticket. Why is it like to you unexpectedly? Um, because that seems more so like a Jones Beach concert. Oh, gotcha. So, yeah, like last year when they had Train and uh, Hall and Oates, those uh-huh. were like two normal headliners for uh, Jones Beach combined into one concert for Madison Square Garden, just like Journey and Def Leppard. Like those two are like Jones Beach staples at this point. Yeah, as I, as our as is train as well. Train's playing uh, Jones Beach this summer with Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know if I'm interested in seeing that concert. Are you? I mean, I'm going, so yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! 
Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, no, I'd rather, I think if I was going to go, I would rather see... Um, Darius Rucker? Yeah. I, I would hope that he plays uh, Wagon Wheel, but I, I, it's, it's it'd be totally to. fine. Well, that's not, you don't know that. He's not going to, brother. It's Hootie yeah, in the Bluefish. It's but not he still does, Darius. but on their last tour, they still did Darius Rucker songs. Did they? Yeah, and when he's Darius Rucker, he still does Hootie songs, so maybe they'll do Wagon Wheel. You Maybe. never know. Um, but last up, Eric Bischoff and Candice Michelle, uh, as they both did TED Talks recently. And I thought both were really good, even though... Eve... And uh, Candice Michelle you thought was good? Well, I, I thought it was good, but she did kind of lie at the end of hers. Like, she was talking about her injury on Monday Night Raw against Beth Phoenix, and she goes, and I never wrestled again. But that's not true. She like she broke her I think it was her clavicle or whatever when she she got bumped off the uh the top rope. Uh-huh. She, and but she came back after that, re-injured herself and then came back again. So yeah, she she kind of made it seem like after that match where she was injured, she never wrestled again, which wasn't true. But Yeah, no. But she, I did I did think I did think it was well I mean she did I think one match at House of Hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But which was her retirement match? But I, I did think both TED talks were good because it's like it's unexpected. You don't expect to see pro wrestlers. I know Titus O'Neil did one last year, so it's like you don't expect pro wrestlers to be. Because I don't. I mean, I don't know what the point of a TED talk is, but I know they're like really like people go nuts. Like, oh my god, these TED talks. And yeah, but I, and it's not it's weird that they pro wrestlers. It's weird that they reached out to Candice Michelle for something. Yeah, I yeah, but I, I, it was one. good, and as, as much exposure that pro wrestling can get to the mainstream as possible is great. So, so yeah, but now it's time uh-huh. for our moment of the week. Right, our mark out moment of the week. Something that actually happened on Thanksgiving that I completely forgot to mention last week. The Lion King trailer. Yeah. I, I thought we mentioned about it. Did we? I thought so. No, I don't think we did. Alright. What about it? I just I marked out over it. I thought it was awesome. Maybe we did mention it last week. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't remember doing that, but I, even, even <laughs> still, it's still it's really awesome. I don't I know. I mean, I think it's hilarious how people are disappointed in it being CGI and not live action. Yeah, but it, that's not a thing. Exactly. There it's were like, no humans in it. One hundred and one Dalmatians. That's live, live, and that's live action. Yeah, the people that Jungle Book that, live action because they the people had that make a human that, in it. The people that make that argument, I'm like, what were you expecting them to put like? Actual lions, like in the. I don't understand what people were thinking. Yeah, but uh, uh, other than that, I don't. If if we did mention that last week, I'm not sure. But uh, honestly, WWE changing the dates of NXT Takeover New York Brooklyn Five to Friday night rather than Saturday night for the where they now have the Hall of Fame because I, w- I wasn't going to be able to go before that. Now I'm now I'm able to go. 
Nah, you don't have to go to the Hall of Fame, though. Oh, oh no. I was good. See, that's the thing. I was gonna, th- I was gonna maybe go to the Hall of Fame. Um, because uh, we were obviously weren't able to go to Takeover because uh-huh. we're going to Ring of Honor New Japan G One SuperCard. But now they, uh, now that they switched it, I'm, I'm a hundred percent. I got to take it to Takeover. Yeah. All right. Uh, for me, I definitely marked out for the revival and the Young Bucks going back and forth on Twitter. I always mark out same thing with like Willow Spree interacting with Fricochet and everybody else where it's like not really a surprise, but it's just cool seeing pro wrestlers in different uh, promotions going back and forth with each other, they actually, especially when it's impact, when, especially when it's the Young Bucks involving the revival. Yeah. A, uh, a lot of people were hashtagging free the revival. Yeah. You know, like once they get freed. Like I can't see, pe- uh, I can't see people still uh, ha- backing them as much. I feel like sometimes maybe a group of them just show up at Royal Rumble or something. Yeah, yeah, you never know, you never know. But I, I know Two uh, K announced the uh, some of the moves in the move pack of the DLC that's coming out soon. And I think uh, Will Osprey has a few moves in there, so that's cool. Oh yeah. Also, I, also, the, um, um, what is it? Uh, uh, yeah. Ov. The Rascals. Not Ov. Right. The Rascals. Yeah, the Rascals have their uh, yeah. move in there, which is pretty cool. Even you know what I I mean Ov might have. They may because they do a lot of those those cutters. Yeah, like a coast to coast cutter. I, and I think there's a. A springboard one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Overall, like, I mean, what else did I mark out for? I marked. I feel like I mark out for so much. I, I think I'm, I'm going to stick with the revival, interact with the Young Bucks. Yeah. I mean, a part of me also marked out for just Monday Night Raw in general because I was at the. I went to the gym, and I saw that Monday Night Raw was on the TV, and I'm like, Brandon shot me a text asking me something I'm like pretty much trying to respond as quickly as possible because I didn't want that treadmill to be taken so I I te- responded to you really quickly and I got out there and it was still there so I got right on that treadmill and I w- ended up being on the treadmill I ran for six miles in 59 minutes and I think it was like 32 seconds um, and I haven't done that in a very long time but I blame wrestling. <laughs> like, seriously, like, I just got sucked into it where I'm, like, watching the entire Monday Night Raw and I'm just going, you know? Yeah, that's that's too many that's too many minutes to be on a treadmill. That's just ridiculous amount to exercise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was a lot. Yeah. At this point, you might as well just let the phone ring on the show. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> there's no, there's no saving it. I mean, it's not saying the name or anything. So my yeah. bad. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a lot of running, and I wasn't as sore as I expected myself to be. But I'm kind of like a sicko where I do like the three miles, and then if I go a little bit over, I'm like, you know what? I'm close enough to four miles where. I might as well. Plus, it gives me reason to keep on watching Monday Night Raw. Well, maybe one day you'll be on Celtic Workouts. Maybe. Is, I mean, it? is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, 
and then it got to like once I hit the five mile marker, like right heading into the five mile, and I was like, uh, heading into like forty minutes or whatever. I'm like, you know what? I might as well. I always wanted to go for a full hour on the treadmill till it told me to stop. Um, so I was just like, you know what? My goal right now is just to do the six miles in less than an hour. So for the last, because I walked a little bit at, uh, after my three miles, I walked a little bit cause I thought that that was going to be it. But then I didn't want to walk away from a at raw. So I, towards the end, I ended up turning it up to like 9.5 miles per hour and I was just gunning it. And thank, there was one point where I didn't think I was going to make it. And thank goodness I got it under the hour mark. Um, but yeah, it was because of Monday Night War, uh, Monday Night Raw, and my marked them for it. So, oh, I also saw someone wearing an Owen three sixteen shirt. What? In the, yeah, in the gym, I saw someone wearing an Owen three sixteen shirt, and my thought was, "You are you're 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 not a mark. I'm in front of this TV watching Raw. You're out there working out, fraud." Yeah, but he's wearing an Owen three sixteen shirt. Where do you even get that these days? I don't I mean, know. You could custom make it, but. I was just jealous. Like, it was a legit... Like, at first I saw... It was like he was on the other side of the gym, and I thought it was an Austin 316. And when he was crossing by, I saw it was Owen 316. I'm like, oh, my God, that is so cool. You should have uh, spoken to him. Well, I was... Maybe he's listening. Probably not, but... Maybe. Nice shirt, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is episode 409... Thank you so much for listening. Oh. We Also, yeah. by the way, forgot to even mention, I, I got the last concert program that I didn't ever, that I, out of all my concerts that I've gone to, it came this week. So I'm really happy about that. What do you mean last concert program? Like the, the concert program, the only one that I was missing from my collection uh-huh. of all the concerts that I've gone to that offered programs, it was the one, it was the Bob Dylan show that I... Yeah. Dylan, right? Yeah. So finally, how did you get? I bought it off eBay. Oh. I, made it, I made an offer, and they accepted it. A good offer, or? Well, I I offered twenty five, and they were selling. I think it was for forty, and okay. they they took it. Normally, this uh this, the program is up on eBay for like when it like pops up on eBay, it's like over a hundred, two hundred bucks. Jeez, what about yeah. wasn't there a Springsteen, or was it was it just the Bob Dylan? Always just Bob Dylan. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. You got your collection uh, all yeah. uh, fulfilled. So, yeah. But thank you, everyone, for supporting us and our enjoyable podcast. We appreciate it. Make sure you go check out all of our past episodes, marketout.com, Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Um, make sure you go like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash out. Go buy all of our T-shirts, Pro Wrestling Tees. I can't even speak right now. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. Yes, and then check us Visit out on Visit us YouTube. on YouTube, YouTube.com slash Marking Out 11. Email. Email is MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. Twitter. Twitter, at Marking Out, at BTTG161, at DaveTheRave underscore MO, as well as at Chris Sweendog. And we, we wish, wish you, you the, the best. best.
best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week.